Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back to Mike Strategies, the podcast that will bring strategies to you for more production and more profitability. Today we're going to talk about a very important strategy within the Mike Ferry system, effective lead follow-up. You know, all the lead generation techniques in the world and all the prospecting that you might do and the marketing and the ad campaigns and all of the sign calls and internet calls and everywhere that you're planning on reeling in leads falls pretty flat if you don't have an effective lead follow-up system. And our system is pretty aggressive in the Mike Ferry organization because we know how unaggressive most agents are when it comes to lead follow-up. Okay, so I'm going to hit you right out of the gate with a very aggressive statement from Mike Ferry. Mike Ferry's definition of a lead is a person who will sign a contract within seven days. What is your definition of a lead? And how did you determine that definition? You know, most agents won't even put that much thought in at all. They, they're in the business of gathering and collecting leads and I'll keep leads for years and years or weeks and weeks and weeks and they don't even consider their definition of a lead and how they determined it. So our first thought is you've got to start dialing this in. Now, if you have a goal to do five deals in a year, keep a bunch of leads as long as you want, right? But as your production goes up and the volume of deals you plan on doing goes up, your ability to keep lots and lots of leads has got to shrink, right? Because when we really start to understand how people behave, lead follow-up becomes very easy. You know, the public... Everybody kind of likes to talk about moving someday. They like to talk about the idea of buying a bigger home. Or, boy, someday we need to buy a smaller house. Or, we'd like to move to a different neighborhood, right? But we also know that it really causes, the the cause of that is usually so much more by uh, uh, some kind of a push in the back. Recognizing that most people don't ever take a lot of action unless they're kind of pushed into it. You know, uh, we have to address motivation when it comes to aggressive lead follow-up. The motivation of a seller is critical if you're ever going to get a lead to convert. Think of it this way. You don't have a whole lot to do with the seller's decision whether they're going to sell or not. That's up to them. In fact, you have very little influence on that at all. If a seller's not going to sell I doubt there's much you could ever do to talk them into it. Now, could you maybe help a seller understand the value of selling now versus later, selling sooner versus waiting? Of course. But the the decision of whether they're going to move or not is up to them. And you are not going to influence it. Your job is to design a lead follow-up system that gives you the best shot of getting in front of them, right? You know, you cannot be too fanatical about your lead follow-up. You know, you have to think of it like this. If someone gives you their name, phone number, and email address, they gave it to you for a reason. 
Do you have any resistance or have any hangups about being fanatical about following up with somebody who gave you their name and phone number? Right? Our, our belief is this, that 70% of your appointments, your listing and buying appointments, will come from lead follow-up, not from your first contact with people. So we're basically saying that you are banking 70% of your income in a year on your ability to follow up properly. 30% of your income is going to come from talking to somebody once, booking that appointment, taking that listing, or making that sale on that first initial contact. When you hear that number, 70%, does it shock you a little? It's part of our strategy, right? If you're not getting a substantial amount of money from lead follow-up, you're not doing a good job on lead follow-up. That is a direct quote from Mike Ferry. How much of your business is coming from lead follow-up versus the initial call? You know, the most important part of a lead follow-up system is a big, large trash can, right? We know that you're going to generate a lot of leads and a lot of leads are literally not going to work out. Your ability to recognize that it's not going in the right direction and have the courage to throw that lead away is paramount if you ever want to have a good lead follow-up system, right? If, we, if you can't ever get to the point where you learn to throw leads out, right, then you're going to be in a position where you're cycling and circling through these repetitious piles of leads. We'll get to it more in a minute, right? I would ask you all to consider looking at the leads you have today, going through the leads you have today one at a time and asking yourself this question. Will this person sign a contract in the next seven days? If they won't sign a contract in the next seven days, should I throw it away? Maybe you should put a deadline on it today, and if they won't sell in the next seven days, you would throw it out. A vital part of lead follow-up is recognizing the difference between a condition and an objection. Right? A condition is a statement of fact that we can't do anything about, something that factually has to happen before they'll sell. An objection is just a question or a concern in the mind of the, the lead. You have to recognize when we talk about you know, conditions versus objections, if you run across the lead and they say, you know, no, I'm going to sell my home, but I won't sell it until my husband retires from his job, that's a condition. That type of lead, of course, you might hold on to a little longer because it's a statement of fact. You can't do anything about it, right? What are some other conditions? Well, we have to finish the remodel before we sell. We won't sell until our kids graduate from school, right? Facts. There's a promotion my husband is waiting for, and we're not going to list and sell our home until he gets the promotion. Statement of fact. If you have the, the clear understanding of the difference between the two, you might have some leads that have conditions you'll work for a while. Objections is different, right? We want to wait a while. That's an objection. We're, all, we're talking to other agents. That's an objection. We want to wait till the spring. Objection, right? You have to learn how to overcome the objections when it comes to lead follow-up, right? You know, one of the fears that most people have about doing a lot of lead follow-up is specifically asking for a person's motivation because they may not be motivated and then we don't have a lead, 
right? You've got to get the courage around you to ask people. It's not uncommon. Our Mike Ferry agents will ask, hey, on a scale of one to 10, one being you just don't care if you move at all, and 10 being you have to be moved by Friday, how would you rate your motivation to, to sell this home and move? That's a fair question, isn't it? Right? You know, think about the simple thought, right? If they're not motivated and you keep them in a stack and you have a whole stack of unmotivated leads, what does that do for your attitude? You know, having a whole stack of people saying, well, call me in a week, call me in a week, call me in a month. No, no, no. And then clear out of the blue, six, eight months later, you call and they go, oh, we listed the house, (laughs) right? That happens because the leads you have, there's so many that you can't ever get to the right lead at the right time at the right moment. Let's face it, when a lead decides today is the day, you and I both know that all bets are off. Like all bets are off. The first person that gets in front of them that has an absolute you know, understanding of the market, seems to know what they're doing, is convincing, knows the right value of the home, they're going to list and sell that home, right? You know, all bets are off. Do you actually believe that because you're working on the lead that no one else has the lead? We all know for a fact that everybody has your leads. Think about it. You know, husband and wife have decided today's the day or this month is the month. We're going to put the home on the market and we're finally going to hop in the motor home and travel the world. Do you think they keep that a secret? No. The, the wife is talking to her hairdresser. Hey, we're going to be moving soon. The husband talks to his next door neighbor. We're going to be moving soon. They talk to the kids and the family. They talk to everybody about moving soon. And doesn't everybody have a recommendation for them? You should use this realtor. Why don't you try that realtor? Do you think they start snooping around on the internet months before they decide to move? Of course people do. If you think for a second that you have leads that nobody else has, you're not thinking clearly because everybody has your leads. So how much value is there in those leads? How much security is there in the leads? There's not much security. There's not much value, right? We always joke around at the live seminars. We say, hey, if you took all your leads and put them in a brown paper bag and and, uh, brought them to all the other agents here at the seminar, how much would somebody else pay you for that bag full of leads? There's no value there. Appointments have value. Listings have value. Leads don't have value like that, right? Remember, lead follow-up is just like prospecting. It's a numbers game. You have to recognize the right numbers that apply to lead follow-up. You know, we use what's called a 3-3-3 rule in in lead follow-up, right? You let the phone ring three times when you're following up. Don't let it ring and ring and ring over and over. It's not beneficial. If you've spoken to them three times, three separate times, and they will not book an appointment with you. Throw them out. They're not going to book an appointment with you. If you've tried three times and they never return your call, they won't answer the phone. They know that you're calling. They don't want to talk to you. Throw them out, right? Now, what's the big hang-up about lead follow-up? The biggest hang-up that people have about lead follow-up is if they're not generating enough leads, there's a natural instinct to keep all the leads you have. So lead follow-up falls down in a great big way if your lead generation system, if you're not turning up enough leads, boy, are you sure looking to hold on to every single lead you have? It's a vicious, ugly circle that you want to get out of.
Okay, so just like prospecting, lead follow-up is a numbers game. If you're if you're prospecting enough, you generate enough leads. If you generate enough leads, you understand throwing leads away, right? You know, our job as an agent is simple. It's very simple. Generate leads, convert leads, go on appointments, which will bring you a certain amount of deals and a certain amount of money. It is that simple, right? You know, the primary purpose of our lead follow-up is to keep reselling our client on the appointment, not on building rapport, right? At times, you're going to have to get a little more aggressive with your leads. Uh, just Bob and Mary, I've been contacting you now for the last four or five days, and for four or five days, you've been saying that we're going to get together soon. May I ask when, right? It's okay to be a little more aggressive with them, right? Your, your mindset has to be that you're looking for appointments, not managing leads. There have been some of these incredible lead follow-up computerized systems, you know, drips campaign systems, you know, these nurturing campaigns and all these crazy things that have been designed that are basically teaching you throw a bunch of people in a pile and keep working on them, keep managing them, keep managing them, keep managing them. And it doesn't have that much to do about setting the appointment. In the Mike Ferry system, we want you to be focused on appointments, not managing leads. I mentioned it earlier. Leads do not represent security. Their names on a piece of paper that need to be called. An appointment represents security, right? Since we all have the same leads, thinking they're going to get better with age. Like if the longer you have a lead, do you think they get better? How motivated is somebody if they can wait months and months and years and years before they sell their home? How motivated could they possibly be? Isn't motivation actually motive to action, a reason to take action? Motivation is a reason to do something. In this case, a reason to move. If that reason to move is not strong enough, you'll be chasing that lead around for weeks and weeks, and it always ends up the same. Every once in a while you get a hit, but 90% of the time it turns out to be very frustrating, right? Our goal is to call every lead at the exact moment that they're thinking about making the decision to sell their home. At the exact moment. The more leads you have choking down the system, the chances of you hitting that lead at the exact moment become almost zero. So I hope I'm getting through your head. You've got to generate a lot of leads. You've got to cycle through a lot of leads much faster than you're used to. And a lot of them are going to end up in the trash, right? Think about this simple thought. If you're going to close 100 transactions, how many perfect leads do you actually need? 150, 200? So what is the purpose of creating some kind of a thousand lead follow-up system if you are only going to need 150 or 200 perfect leads to do 100 deals? And I know most people listening to this would love to do 100 transactions a year. Many of our Mike Ferry top producing agents are doing 100 deals a year. They understand this idea of lead follow-up, right? We always recommend that one of the actions that you do with lead follow-up is right after prospecting, you immediately shift into lead follow-up while your mindset is still strong. So as soon as you get through generation, you immediately shift into lead follow-up because your mind is there, right? How about this? Prospecting without good lead follow-up is a complete waste of time. 
Why would you put yourself through the rejection, the frustration, and the things that come along with prospecting at times if you have a poor or soft lead follow-up system? It, it makes it kind of a waste of time. We also train that one good example. If I'm a motivated seller and I really want to get sold, am I looking for an aggressive agent? Of course I am. If you're motivated and you really want to get a job done, you're looking for someone aggressive. Isn't aggressive lead follow-up you proving to them that you're aggressive? Now, if I'm not motivated, do I like an aggressive person? No. So one way to smoke out the leads that are not motivated is if you're ultra aggressive with all of the lead follow-up you do, the non-motivated leads might push back a little. Hey, hey, why are you calling so much? Why are you checking in with me so often? Why do you keep um, asking me all these questions about selling my home? Isn't that an example of them just demonstrating not being motivated? Have you lost more leads because you've overcalled them or because you've undercalled them? We know that you lose more leads by undercalling, not by overcalling, right? We have to recognize our simple Mike Ferry lead follow-up system. I'm going to give it to you to wrap up today's podcast. A stack of three by five cards. A stack of three by five cards. You identify whether the prospect's a buyer or a seller. You put their name, address, phone number, the pertinent information, the date that you got the lead, and the date you're going to throw it away. Okay, I might recommend that you put the potential income that you'll make if you convert it over in the corner. If I convert this uh, lead into a listing, I'll make $10,000, right? Okay, that's step two, right? Put all that information on the card. Step three, call and ask the prospect a simple two questions. Do you still have to buy a home or do you still have to sell a home? And then the second question, when can we set an appointment for this week? Why do we keep it that simple? What is the value of reminding the, sell, the lead when you call back? Hey, when we spoke the other day, you said you had to clean out the garage and you had a whole bunch of work to do and I want to just follow up to see if you've gotten that work done. What's their answer going to be? Not yet. No, not quite. But if you ask two simple questions, hey, Bob and Mary, do you still have to get that home sold? Well, yeah. When can we meet this week so I can get the job done? That simple, direct approach cuts through, it slices, it dices, it moves through all the muck and the mud and gets you straight to the appointment, right? So I want to have you consider, right, using our simple system. Three by five cards, put all the pertinent information on those cards, call and ask two simple questions, and then if they're not, call, call, follow up, follow up, follow up, and then when the deadline comes, throw it out. Okay, this is a simple, we could go on and on about lead follow-up. In the Mike Ferry system, it's a very involved part of what we do. I wanted to give you the simple kind of breakdown of lead follow-up for you today. I hope you took something from this podcast. More importantly, I hope you're going to do something about what you took from this podcast. I am excited to be here. We're going to keep bringing you things that will increase your production and your profitability. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.